0: Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the Casually Spiritual Podcast.
1: Hey, everyone. Alec here, and welcome to the Casually Spiritual Podcast. On this episode, we have Katherine Price. She's one of my closest friends, and I'm so excited to have her featured here today. We'll be talking about a diagnosis that she received within the last year that's honestly changed how she looked at God, her future, and how to stay strong in tough times. Going into this, I thought I had a big grasp on her situation, but now getting to hear her heart let me really see what she's been going through, and I hope you can relate to her vulnerability and strength during this time. Is a fun one albeit it's really early kind of in our podcast life so hey it may not be up to the standards of later episodes or normal podcasts but i just had to share this episode and i pray this touches somebody and that you get something out of this i'm so excited to hear from Catherine. so let's get to it all right so i have katherine price here Catherine, say hello hello are you excited to do this yeah <laughs> You seem really nervous.
0: <laughs> a little.
1: Theater of the mind. You're, you have like a big smile, but it's definitely not your like happy smile. I think you're nervous.
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: See, and your voice got really quiet there. <laughs> well, don't worry. This is still a very beginning one. So <laughs> if you don't know, me and Catherine have been friends for four years or five.
0: Um, since 2014.
1: So it's 2000. Four and, and a half. Four and a half. Math checks out. Somebody graduated. And so... Um, just just so everybody knows, understands this, in your words, in your perspective, how did we become friends exactly?
0: Alec needed a ride.
1: That's it? You're, uh, you make me sound needy? <laughs> not not, not like that we bonded or grew?
0: Well, and it wasn't even that. It was that you didn't think I would give you a ride, so you made someone else ask if you could have a ride from me.
1: I think I can probably count on one hand. I feel like I can count on one hand how many times we, we talked before that car ride.
0: Not at all. Well, not like seriously, maybe just like, hey.
1: The only interaction, I think I talked to Natalie once or even once before that, where I like grabbed her and drug her to the ground.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Because she had a camp shirt on. She was mad. So she was like, oh, man, this Asian person is really attacking her. Yeah. (laughs) So, Catherine, we obviously know each other really well. But for people that may not know Catherine (laughs) Price, tell us a little (laughs) about yourself, where you're from, how old you are. Fun fact or story, I guess.
0: Um, so I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I'm 22 and I'll be 23 next week.
1: Congratulations. (laughs) LeBron year, right? No. Okay. This is over. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Just time to leave. (laughs) Continue. Um,
0: Oh, and my fun fact. Okay. So the reason I thought of this today was because I saw something about my personality type and it said that like, we are competitive, and I didn't really think I was competitive. I was like, I think that it's like someone messed that up. But then I was thinking back in first grade, I found out that if you lost the most teeth, you got a ribbon. So I lost the most teeth and I got the ribbon.
1: Wait, did you force yourself to lose teeth?
0: Yeah, I like would pull out teeth or I'd really like kind of like try to get them wiggly
1: that's so weird that that's like so gross but also like the most gangster thing I think I've ever heard (laughs) I'm imagining one like first grade Catherine with pliers like pulling out her teeth
0: (laughs) not that far
1: and you didn't want to become a dental assistant from that
0: no I just wanted to win did you win I did win
1: what was the ribbon like
0: um it had like a little beaver on it and it had like you know buck teeth that's so cute it
1: was. That's, do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, so it was worth it. It is a memento now.
0: It's in my like little school scrapbook.
1: That's so nice. That's cute. <laughs> but yeah, so you didn't become a dental assistant. In fact, you have aspirations to become a nurse, and that's kind of why I had you here today. You, how long have you wanted to be a nurse?
0: Um, I guess since I was 18.
1: Wait, really? I always thought this was like a kid thing. I thought you were like <laughs> a junior high girl. Like that's what I want to do.
0: No, I wanted to be an accountant whenever I graduated high school, but my dad was an accountant and he hated it. So he told me not to be one. So I didn't. And I was good at math and science, but I didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to have to like make life or death decisions. So my mom's like, why don't you do nursing? And I was like, okay.
1: Responsibility sounds scary for Catherine. (laughs) So, like, did you, I guess, go, did you apply to college based on being a nurse or based on being an accountant?
0: Both. I wanted to go somewhere that had both.
1: Okay, and so initially you chose Oral Roberts, right? Uh Uh-huh. Why ORU, actually? I've never actually heard this answer.
0: Oh, because I was a basic private school kid?
1: But then all your friends didn't (laughs) want to go to ORU with you.
0: Right. I thought I was really smart, and I got a bunch of scholarship, and I thought it was prestigious, so that's why I picked it.
1: Was there anything else like stressful about like schooling and all that? Because you didn't stay at ORU the whole time, obviously, through this uh, journey.
0: We or not we, but I ended up leaving because my dad got let go, like with five days notice. So my parents weren't going to be able to pay for their part of school anymore. And I was already taking out loans, so I didn't want to take out double the loans. So we had to kind of quickly find another option.
1: And what did that option end up being?
0: uh the community college in town oh and
1: that's fine so i really didn't know that i just thought you decided i don't want to do this or you thing anymore i actually thought it was like rules and stuff
0: oh no it was like money
1: hmm. i guess that's pretty common i didn't go to normal college so i guess i guess i can't relate or really know how mm-hmm. that works though i've heard stories <laughs> and so let's school did, do you feel like school was different from moving to private school to community college and then you also did, did you do like ou stuff at all as well
0: Um, I applied to OU and it was going to begin the semester after I started nursing school at TCC, but I decided not to go to OU because I felt like TCC was the right place. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, it wasn't a really big difference. Whenever I was at ORU, I like didn't really get to know a lot of people. I made like really strong friendships with a few people. But I wasn't, like, friends with a lot of people. So going to community college, it was kind of the same thing. But since I didn't live there, I would just go to class and go home.
1: Hmm. Okay. And so with nursing, I guess, what kind of things did you do? Because, like, and we've alluded to it, the way we know each other. We met at a camp called Dry Gulch USA, and you did some nursing stuff out Mm -hmm. there. Tell us, like, even just side note here, like, you enjoyed Dry gulch and you were a nurse there. What's your favorite part about doing that? Like, did that really kind of solidify this nursing thing for you?
0: Well, the reason, like, I myself decided to do nursing was from being a camp counselor. Mm -hmm. And I just really liked being around the kids and taking care of them. And so I know that kids are kind of, like, overlooked most of the time just by adults. So I really wanted to be, like, an advocate for kids and, like, take care of them Mm -hmm. and help make a bad time in their life better.
1: So at this point, do you feel like, like, are you comfortable saying like, God led you to nursing? God led you to this path?
0: Yeah, I think I didn't really pick up on it for a while, but like, kind of all the steps are there.
1: Was there, was there like a click moment for you or just a gradual like, oh, this is who I am as a person?
0: Yeah, it was just like gradually. I was like, I guess if I keep making it through classes, like that's <laughs> a good sign.
1: So if you, if you just don't hate yourself and want to quit. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you'd want to be that you've considered like, Maybe I should do this. Like, just even, like, really quickly thought of something.
0: Well, I mean, I did, like, think about being an accountant, and I wanted to be a meteorologist for a while.
1: Like, just on the Weather Channel?
0: No, like, work at, like, the
1: news. Oh, like, be a news anchor meteorologist?
0: Yeah, like, track the storms and stuff.
1: Are you comfortable with doing that? Could you do that for the thousands? Could you take the pressure of people yelling at you when it doesn't or does not snow?
0: I don't feel like there's a very high standard, so I think I could, like... Uh, I don't know
1: where I'm from. There's a guy that whenever he has to predict something, if it's super serious, he rolls up his sleeves and the whole town tweets about it. (laughs) And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to die. Garrett (laughs) has his sleeves up. And that's that's always like a running joke in our town is if Garrett rolls his sleeves up, we might die.
0: Oh, but you haven't
1: so uh, yeah because i moved away because i was too scared of garrett's sleeves <laughs> he runs this town <laughs> okay so you decided you know you're really solidified you're gonna be a nurse and so you just finished school this last year right this last semester
0: yeah december
1: how do you feel about that how accomplished are you
0: uh i feel good it's not really real till i take my test so i'm ready to get that done
1: oh so if i actually put Captain price nurse is there a 50 50 chance what if that's not true
0: yeah, I mean, technically, going through nursing school gets you nothing if you don't pass the test. Oh my
1: gosh! What if they sue me because this woman is not a nurse? <laughs> you know how many pe- you know how many times you have claimed I am a nurse when people are sick and help them? <laughs> you are gonna get sued now.
0: I am a nurse aide.
1: Nurse aide? Can you actually legally say that one? Mm-hmm. Why?
0: Because I had a CNA license.
1: Oh, see, I don't know how any of that works. Okay, so you finally graduated, and so you you had a job lined up, right? Right. And what was that going to be?
0: Oncology. So cancer.
1: Wait, I did not know it was that intense.
0: Yeah. Um, it's cancer and hospice. And so hospice is people that have six months or less to live.
1: I did not know any of that. I, <laughs> you know, I am so scared that people that like that are going to be nurses or like in the med field are listening to this and are super offended by my ignorance and I'm like <laughs> really scared. I mean, in no way to insult. I'm just so impressed by you right now, how far you wanted to go with this.
0: Oh, thanks.
1: You didn't even go to kids. I thought you were gonna be with kids. That's a pedi- It's
0: really hard to get into pediatrics as a new nurse. Why? They just want people with experience because it's more of a high level nursing because little lives.
1: like people with like terminal things, like wouldn't they also want, I guess everyone needs experience in some way. Yeah. And so, but. Um, as of the moment of recording this this isn't gonna work and this is kind of the nitty-gritty that I wanted to get into um, something that's always happened you've kind of always kind of had this as an issue but lately within the last few months it's something that groans and so um, what's putting a halt on all that because you said you were gonna take your test and basically have a job and mm-hmm. it was all good um, so what's going on Catherine?
0: Um, so I graduated in December and I take my test in February but in october i had been having back pain during the summer so we went to the doctor um just to get a checkup i've had a back condition since i was 12 mm-hmm. scoliosis yeah so my spine curves in two places um and we knew that
1: you described it was like an s right or even yeah.
0: like, okay s curve um so they go in opposite directions mm. Um, but whenever it's like 12 to 14, we wore a brace, we got x-rays every month, all that stuff. But once I stopped growing, we didn't really have to do anything else with it. They told us that it would just stay where it was. And that was it. Like, you know, if it was really painful, we could do something about it. But, you know, 10 years later, I started having more intense back pain. So we went to the doctor to get a checkup, see what had happened. And we were going to try to get like a physical therapy order. Mm hmm just to ease some pain. And so he took the x-ray and... And
1: you're going in just thinking like, okay, it's just something easy fix, maybe just, you know, work on it a little bit, stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah, it was kind of just like the attitude of we have to get the x-rays to get to the physical therapy. Mm -hmm. That's all that I was expecting to do. It was a formality. Right. Yeah. And so this is a new doctor because my childhood doctor had retired. And so he wanted new x-rays. And we were just like sitting in the room. Me and my mom were talking about like what we were gonna do after. And he like brings the X-ray up and he shows it to us. And he tells us the degrees. And they were both at fifty-five degree angles, mm. oh, which wow. was like fifteen to twenty degree increase. So that on a, one only like a ten degree increase on the other.
1: Is that like normal or is that like like very bad? I mean, granted. We're talking but like, I guess what's the average compared to, like, what you are, I guess?
0: Well, so once you get past 40 degrees, they kind of start looking at surgery. Mm -hmm. Once you get past 50, surgery is indicated.
1: And so you're past 50. Right. Okay.
0: And so they said it can vary a little bit from doctor to doctor, but I'm at least 50.
1: So you're at, like, past 50 degrees, and this is now no longer just a formality. This is something... Big, like what? What did the doctor say? Like other than just surgery, or like was it something even more serious? What was going on then?
0: Well, he just like started talking to talking to us about surgery, and we were both really confused. Who's,
1: who's we both? Me and my mom. Okay,
0: she had come with me. Yeah, and so you know, I kind of started getting like tears in my eyes, and he looked over at me, and he was like, "You weren't expecting this," and I was like, "No." <laughs> And he like didn't really know what to say. He just said he'd give us a couple minutes and that we could come meet back up with him whenever we needed to.
1: And just were you tears from just like from surgery or were, what were you, what was going through your mind right in that moment?
0: Just like didn't expect that at all. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, this was just the formality to get to the physical therapy to get rid of the pain. I had no idea that my spine had been progressing. Wow. And... It's very abnormal for that to happen. Once you stop growing, it's not supposed to increase anymore.
1: Yeah. And so just um in that room, what did you and your mom talk about?
0: Um, well, I didn't really feel like talking, but my mom just kind of like looked at me and I could tell she was sad and you know, she had asked the doctor some questions about what like the surgery meant, like Like, what happened? Like, how did we get here? And she, like, apologized because she felt like she should have done more whenever Mm. I was younger. Oh, wow. So she kind of had some guilt from that. But I was just ready to leave.
1: Okay. Yeah, just... (laughs) Well, this was a very bad trip. Let's reevaluate. Mm-hmm. Let's think and just what what did that unravel? Because I mean that would that affects like some life decisions you have to make. You said you had your test in February, mm-hmm. but like when were they looking at surgery? What was the idea there? What was what steps were now in place? Like, hey, let's let's fix your back. But that sounds that's you know easier said than done. Right. What was what was to happen now?
0: So we went to get a second opinion from another doctor just because. This is the first time the surgery ever been talked about for me. Yeah. And he confirmed that I did need surgery. Um, and he kind of gave us some more info on it. It's mm, like a long surgery. I can't remember, like eight hours or something oh, like that. Gosh. And then you spend a week in the hospital. Yeah. And then three months at home learning how to walk again, basically.
1: Wait, like, so they'd like, you'd be on crutches or chair?
0: I think you're bedroom? in a wheelchair. And then I think by the time you leave the hospital, you're like walking. But everything's different. Yeah. Because all my muscles have gotten used to like holding up my spine. Like my balance would be different. I'd be taller. All those like, things. Like how much?
1: Hold on. How much? How much? Casually become taller.
0: <laughs> they said like about two
1: inches. How tall are you now? 5'4". That's a game changer. <laughs> Literally, you you would be... Slightly above like other girls. Like you would now tower your friend. No. Are you shorter than your friends or are you tower already?
0: I'm taller. Not uh, than all of them, oh, but than gonna most be, of them. Oh,
1: you're going to be you're going to be one of the tall friends at that point. I know. Dang. This is taking so much. Room. I'm sorry. <laughs> um okay, yeah. So, you're looking at that and when did they want this to happen?
0: Um they said like immediately. Basically once you get past 50 degrees it progresses one degree to two degrees a year per curve until it hits 80 and that's when you start getting heart and lung problems like you can't breathe as well your heart's not functioning very well and then at 90 it starts affecting your life expectancy
1: for more immediate just like say say like y'all just said this is bogus not doing this, deal with the pain, whatever, say even in 10 years, what, what would the severity do to you? What would there be any immediate issues or just like a longing back chronic back pain? What what would happen if you didn't take care of this now? What, what would happen five years, 10 years or so?
0: Yeah. I mean, it would just get worse. The pain would increase, you know, your back's not supposed to do that. So it puts a lot of strain on the muscles.
1: And so what, what did this affect? So you're looking at the surgery, you kind of have a life plan. Hold on. I'm about to graduate, about to get a job. What really happened now? with all that
0: well we weren't able to make a decision for a while on what we wanted to do um we kind of narrowed it down to getting the surgery within the next five years but we didn't know when to do it we decided we either needed to do it immediately before I started work and all that or at the five-year mark mm-hmm. after I had been in and gotten used to it um,
1: so through all this, through like the decision making, um, what are you thinking? What are your thoughts? Like, let's let's finally, you know, let's, let's bring God back into this. What are you asking God? I guess are you upset? Are you just sad? Are you confused? What what's going on in Catherine's mind in that relationship currently, or I guess not currently, but like in that mo- in that time, like immediately after, basically.
0: <laughs> um, I was pissed. <laughs> no, I, that was so blunt. That was so candid.
1: <laughs> yeah, getting raw here.
0: Well, yeah, I really was. Because, I mean, not that I need to be, but I just was because this had been something I had been praying for for about ten years, kind of thing.
1: Like your back? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Since
0: I was twelve, we my family has been praying for healing mm-hmm. for it, just to like not have to deal with it anymore. It's annoying to have every day.
1: Yeah. And at at 10 years, you're starting to think like, okay, like this is good. God answered it. But this is almost like a feeling of, okay, God, did you not answer? Like what happened here?
0: Yeah. It was kind of like, you know, people say like miracles come in different forms. And so I had always like kind of leaned on that my miracle was not having to deal with the pain that I should for how bad my back was, but that I would never have to have surgery. And that was like amazing. But whenever the pain came and it progressed, it was like someone had taken that answer away from me. Wow.
1: Well, that's something, you know, I don't, I don't really know anything to relate to that. That's something, you know, really hard. Just everything's grasped up. Cause I mean, it's also, you know, affected, like do you have a job still lined up or what's going on there?
0: Well, just with us not knowing when we wanted surgery and we were looking into alternative therapy, I texted my manager just to let her know that we are considering that and that it might be a possibility. And, you know, it's like protocol. I kind of knew it was coming. Yeah. But she was saying that they couldn't hold the job for me.
1: So that must have been like another like, you know, punch in the gut, like to hear that. Right. So at this point, you know, God is, you know, God, what's going on? Okay, things are kind of coming down. Are you would you say, are you still kind of coping with some of this or what have, so what's been the response? Are you still looking at surgery time? And it sounds like it's not, are you still thinking it might be immediate five year mark? I, you know, if we're backtracking, it, it's okay, but just, um, you know, how how are you handling this? How are you still staying confident? Because I think something inspiring, I think I see you still growing in all this, still like, you know, keeping hold of God. What is keeping you together? What what has God talked? Do you feel God's told you anything? Do you feel more assured or do you even feel confused even at this point? It's only been a handful of months.
0: Mm-hmm. I It's been a very confusing time. It's just hard to figure anything out because it's all like tied together. It's hard to find a job because getting a job depends on if I'm getting surgery. And whenever I get surgery or therapy or whatever, it depends on if I'm going to start a job. So it's kind of a cycle. And right now we've decided not to do surgery. We're going to seek some alternative methods. And we're continuing to believe for healing. But since I decided that I'm not having surgery yet, I've been applying to other jobs. hmm I probably applied to about seven and I've been rejected for all of them.
1: How's that making you feel right now? Is that, is that more confusing or is that, are you more upset?
0: Yeah, it's hard. There was one that I was really excited about. It was another oncology position okay. and I have a couple of friends on the floor and some people at church had talked to me about it just like randomly. So I really felt like it was the right floor and Monday I got a call from the hospital. And they are telling me that they got a new manager and they're no longer hiring.
1: So like this week, like of recording. That's something I didn't even know about that. (laughs) Live update. So does this like, is there something daily ongoing that you feel like you're struggling with or something that's getting easier with time or even getting harder?
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's getting easier. I don't know if it's getting harder, but it's like staying the same. It's hard to remain confident
1: it's hard but not impossible are you still remaining confident how
0: i like just hope i like hope that god is doing something because if not then this all sucks
1: (laughs) just to be honest it just (laughs) sucks
0: (laughs) so i'm just believing that there's purpose in it is like the motivation to like keep going
1: so yeah not even a lot going into this you know, I was even thinking, wow, there's like this whole step. But it sounds like right now this is turned into something more like, hey, people are just going through stuff. People are, you know, you're the happy person next to you, you know, happy person sitting across from you right now. Everything's not perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything, you know, everything it might not be awesome. I think that's something powerful. So with this, you're still trying to put it off. Um, right now, that, that'd be the status, alternative right. methods. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... And does that make the decision making harder like with with getting more like rejections, does it like say like, do you get in the back of your head, maybe I should just do it now? Maybe I should do it sooner, that'll fast forward things? Or is it more is it more just a like feeling thing that, hey, let's put it off, or is it is it a God thing that's saying, Hey, let's try it this way? How do you even decide to make that decision to say, No, I'm not going that route right now?
0: Well, It's like funny because financially surgery is the cheapest option.
1: Wow, wow. Because
0: insurance doesn't cover all this alternative stuff as much. Okay. So like, you know, logically that would make sense, but just the permanence of surgery, I didn't feel comfortable with it. My parents had like looked into it too and they didn't feel comfortable with it. So we just didn't feel like it was the right step right now at least. And that it was something that we could always go back to later, but you can't really undo surgery.
1: I guess that's a good point. Um, from there, so I guess that's here we are. This isn't, we aren't that far removed from the original diagnosis. We're in the middle of all of it right now. Yeah. Um, just how have people helped you? How? What kind of support system have you had in place to get through this right now?
0: Um. Well, it's nice to talk to other people. I have a couple of friends actually that have been dealing with chronic illness. Mm-hmm. So it's something that only like those kind of people can relate to just that every day and some days it really beats you down mm-hmm. whenever it's really painful, whenever all the like ideas come up of the unanswered prayers, it gets to be really heavy. But it is nice to have other people that have, experienced or still are experiencing the same thing
1: so right now in this what is what do you think god's teaching you what do you think you're learning about him and his character in this time then
0: i think for me it's partially to be patient because i kind of have a habit of if i have to wait on something i kind of go and do it my own way to speed up the process (laughs) and so this is really something that i can do nothing about and then I think the other part of it is being dependent. Because with that, like what I said before, I like usually do get stuff done for myself. Yeah. I like take care of myself. So this is kind of a forcing, like a breaking.
1: This is like I have no choice but to lay it down. Right. And I guess for you that's something that like You know, you're a very self-starter person, take initiative, let's get things done. I think you you mean, and our personality really goes in that, you know, hey, let's plan an event, get the details ironed out, let's Mm -hmm. get it done, enjoy that stuff. Mainly, one, I find it soothing, but also it's the feeling of, hey, we got to get this done, boom, it's out of here, let's do this. And so that's something you're fighting with. But you wouldn't say, would you say, you know, have you gotten closer to God even in these last four months from it?
0: um it depends on the day (laughs) (laughs) um some days it's like really hard and like really annoying and it's usually like when something else comes up um like applying for jobs and like getting rejected it just like reminds me of the whole like cycle that led up to it or just like a day where like my back is like particularly tight it just, like, reminds me of the whole history with it. Yeah. But there are, like, good days, too, where I felt like I've learned something. But I kind of had the habit of going through the highs and lows with it. So if it's high day, then it's, like, a high day. But if it's a low day, then it's, like, all over. It's all crumbling. It's all falling Very apart. Very end of the spectrum. Right.
1: So with this... um, being, you know, going into a nursing background, then something medical being the obstacle, the thing in your path. I I still believe in and for you that you're going to move on. You're going to do things for God, especially in your field. But is it something interesting that because you learned medical things, you had to learn about all this? Does that has that made it even a little harder? The fact that you want to go into a medical field, but it's something medical. That is what's stopping you. Is that an irony of some type? I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, it might be a little bit. Every time, like, whenever I'm reviewing for my test, there's always a question about, like, what do you do with kids with scoliosis?
1: Well, uh, be me.
0: (laughs) I know, so I always get those right, so that's good, but...
1: (laughs) God intended this for good. There it is.
0: Yeah, at least we'll get some questions right on the exam.
1: That's such a positive way to look at it.
0: (laughs) Um, I guess it is, like, kind of ironic that, you know, it's an active job. You got to be able to walk around. You have to be able to lift people, to move stuff, to like get around. So not having like full mobility in my back or having a lot of back pain really does change that.
1: So going forward, just what are you going to do? What's your prayer look like for this?
0: Well, I, you know, I've been trying to read and learn more about what miracles look like, what mm-hmm. miracles are, and just learning to pray different differently, speak differently over myself and my body, um, just because that's kind of a thing that I never learned, never really knew was important. Um, but my dad had me like watch this video and it was really interesting about how we like speak over our bodies. Yeah.
1: Power it, of life and death.
0: Right. Um, so I guess like what my prayer looks like is my verse that I've always like used for it was like Mark eleven twenty three. like, if you say into the mountain, get into the sea, and you believe in your heart, it'll be done. Yeah. So we've always like, kind of stood on that verse, like, this is the mountain. And if we say to it, like, get in the sea, and we believe in our heart, that it'll be done. So what I've been praying for recently is being able to believe in my heart. Mm-hmm. That's kind of something that's been the struggle lately, is I feel like some of my Trust has been broken because this is, like, something I put a lot of stock in. Yeah. And, you know, that's not fair to, like, let one Mm -hmm. event dictate whether something is good or bad. Yeah. But it's kind of just relearning to, like, trust God and trust God even if nothing happens, even if it's always like this, that healing will come in heaven.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. That's the promise to hold on to. So just kind of get... To the end here. Now, if somebody comes up to you and a girl, you know, also struggling with scoliosis, since it's more common in girls, right? I mean, for the most part, if you know, and you're you're a high school youth leader, you uh like me, you lead at this time tenth grade girls, Mm -hmm. and that'd be you know a time for it. I remember being in high school meeting girls that you know they were dealing with scoliosis, whether they be cheerleaders, normal girls, they're going through this, you know, and they're they're at the same point, Catherine. I'm struggling. This is hard. I don't know what to do. What can you tell him? What are you going to tell them?
0: Well, I guess just to like keep going, keep believing that God is good and that there's a reason for it and just keep taking the next steps that you do see. Even if this is always in the back of your head like kind of holding you back, God is still like laying steps out for us. And this doesn't have to be the thing that ends it all.
1: And the last thing I just want to ask about all this, it's what I want to ask everyone. God is doing something in your life, and this is going to be a part of it. This is something major, something that's, you know, 10 years in the making, I guess. Yeah. When this is all said and done, or even now, if God were in heaven and somebody was asking, like, why did this make sense or what's happening or what can we learn from here, what's the lesson? that you hope people learn about God from your story?
0: I guess just that doing good and being good doesn't mean that good things will happen to you. Mm -hmm. And bad things happen and sometimes God has no part in it. Yeah. Well, I would say like all times God has no part in it.
1: (laughs) That's better, that's better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But God has purpose in it.
1: Yeah.
0: And. So sometimes we don't know what the purpose is. And if you're trying to figure out or make purpose for yourself, you're just going to be like disappointed whenever that purpose doesn't come out of it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like resting and waiting, which is like the most annoying thing to do because it just feels like lazy or that we should be doing something. But sometimes that's what God wants from us.
1: Yeah, so this is something I did not expect. I honestly (laughs) went into this like, yeah, I'm doing this. I am like, this is step one I did. This is what's awesome. But you came in here like, you know what, Alec? This sucks. (laughs) And you know what, how I feel right now? This still kinda sucks. (laughs) And, but I I think that's awesome. It's very, it's real of you to do that. And I'm so happy that, you know, you felt comfortable enough (laughs) to share with us. We definitely, you know, wanna be in prayer for you for healing. For your miracle, you know we're gonna stand on that miracle with you, mm-hmm. and so I'm just so glad we got to share. Um, you know, I think somebody that very real situation, scoliosis hasn't gone away. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's gonna hear this, and I hope they, you know, if they're struggling with holding on with trust, they're struggling with holding on. Hey, what's the purpose? What's the plan? You know, if this helps them, say, you know, if Catherine can hold on, I can hold on too. Mm-hmm. And so I want you to know, somebody's gonna hear this. And somebody's gonna help. And I might not even mean scoliosis. It could be, you know, I'm about to get into grad school. Oh no, somebody's hurt. I have to, you know, I can't attend school right now. Right. Hey, you know, I'm trying to get married. Something financial is hitting me. I just lost my job. Even something like that, just everything's on and up and then it hits a down. Mm-hmm. We're at, we're in the valley, but to hold the hope. And I'm just so glad you shared that. Um And so, you know, we'll be praying for you, you know, for that. <laughs> If people want to connect with you, people want to know more about Catherine. Though, you're on social media kind of <laughs> private. Is there any social... Is is it's there not any, private. Oh, it's not private? No. You know, you, I don't know. I felt like you couldn't be retweeted for a while. I don't even know if you still can.
0: Oh, I deleted Twitter.
1: What? Wow. So, you're on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. Is there... Is it... Where can we follow you on Instagram?
0: At Catherine L. Price. Is that cool? Is <laughs> yeah. that cool that we put it out there? Sure.
1: Awesome. Cool. Get her to a thousand followers, (laughs) follow her journey, and it'll be awesome. Catherine, I'm so glad you got to be here. Any final words you'd like to say to everyone? Thanks. Wow, I did not expect some of the ending of Catherine's story, but it was really cool to know that maybe not everyone is just fine, but they could be going through something and may not even have all the answers, but they're still praying, still believing, and knowing God is gonna come through. And maybe you're out there and you're at a point in your life where you're confused or just wanting to stay strong. I hope this episode helped you with that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Casually Spiritual Podcast. If you like this episode and want to hear more, follow, subscribe, and leave a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts and support us by sharing on social media. To stay up to date, follow us on Instagram at Casually Spiritual on Twitter at This Is The CSP and leave us a like on Facebook. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Casually
0: Spiritual Podcast. Okay. Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the Casual Spiritually. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the Spiritually Casual No!
1: Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Peppy Alec. Hey,
0: this is Alec, and you're—no, you don't have to do that. Alec thinks it's the devil.